Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. We are back. We are better. I am so, so happy to be here. I am your... Don't you remember this car? Baby, I bought it for us, host Clay Bonin. I'm joined by my Splitting the Night with Two LED Lights co-host, Tanner Mavis. Cheerio. And... We cheers our coffee mugs. Clink. <laughs> Earliest time that we've ever recorded a podcast. Getting the, the early morning grind in. Um, and before I introduce our guests, I want to remind everybody. Follow us on Instagram at Soul Serum Podcast. Follow Please. us on TikTok at Soul Serum Podcast. Join the Discord. I don't know the link to it. It's in the description. Um, uh. Subscribe to Soul Serum TV. Um, and... Today, in our first episode back... Oh, shit. Yeah, turn that heater off. I'm going to keep this in. I don't care. If you all heard that buzzing, it's a heater. Because um, it's not cold at all in this room. <laughs> um, today, on our first episode back, in our first episode of 2021, we have a very special guest with us, uh, uh, an international guest, as a matter of fact. Um, the first artist that we've worked with outside of the U.S., uh, they are a self-proclaimed black sheep, and they are not drunk, but they're definitely out of town right now. And if you want, you can go stream their new single, Quit, featuring Little Lotus everywhere. Um, today in the studio, we have Elko. Hey, yo. Elko, thank you, so thank you for coming me. on. Thank oh, yeah, so wait, we got to clap real quick. <laughs> yeah! Oh, welcome, uh, welcome to the Soul Serum Podcast. Thank you for having me, man. I love those little that intro where you were using my lyrics. Yeah. I, I'm not, yeah, that's, you too, like that's that? too cute, dude. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. Man, I'm I'm happy to uh to be back on this podcast. I'm glad we have uh you as our first guest in 2021. Thank you. Um the very person. new cool sign. Really yeah, dude, that shit's so drippy. Like Ooh. oh no, y'all heard it here it first. Yeah, that, shit, that shit be bleeding, bro. That shit's hard as fuck. No, that, thing bleeding. that thing bleeding. That thing bleeding, Um So <laughs> this is your first on-screen interview and just like interview in general, general right? Yeah, okay. No. Like I've worked with like my homies in the past and done like their podcasts back home and shit, but it was mm -hmm. like, oh, let's just make a podcast. It was like funny, you know? <laughs> right, this right. One's, like, this one's like the first like real... Real shit I'm just Sick. like dealing with. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, in that case, you know, we, we got to start with some basics. So um, can you just tell us where you're from, where where you're living? I've mentioned that you're from Canada, but mm -hmm. um, and then obviously uh, as well, how you got into music. If you could just give us that little yeah, background info. Sure. Um, so right now I live in Toronto, Ontario in Canada, and I've been living there for about uh, a little over a year now. Uh, I live there with my roommate, Caleb Jacob, who's also an artist and um shout out caleb shout out caleb y'all he's he's got an album that's out called stockholm syndrome y'all should go check it out it's really cool nice as well as um yeah so i've been living there um you're originally from halifax I'm originally from halifax nova, nova scotia nova scotia nova do people scotia. do people talk like that yeah up there? <laughs> <laughs> like the the most common shit i'd hear in nova scotia was like hey bod let's go for a rip and like grab a cup like grab a two by four and some shit like it's so stupid man like everybody be talking like that but it would be like so it'd be like funny to them but at the same time they're like all serious and it was like i can't take you serious like yeah you don't yeah. even take yourself serious <laughs> like the fuck um, but yeah, so I was, I was raised there my whole life. I lived in the same house for 20 years before I moved out. I'm 21 now. Nice. And, um, yeah, so I fucking, I started making music when I was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. I 
was in high school and our high school had this thing called a coffee house, which is basically like not a talent show where you like competed, but like anybody could sign up and come and like do a poem or like, like an open, open mic type shit. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, there was no like audition. So you didn't have to like try to get in. You just got in. Anyways, I signed up and I played um, one of my one of my first covers there. Um, which was Shiver by Lucy Rose. I don't know if y'all know that. It's a cool song, though. Mm-hmm. It's, like, emotional. And um, from there, I met, like, a band in high school. And, like, me and, like, four or five other dudes, we made this band called The Quig. And we just, like, we covered songs for a while. And then, like, eventually, I just got I got sick of covering songs. And I wrote a song in my bedroom. And I had never wrote a song in my entire life until that day. And I brought it to them the next day or the next week. And they were like, this is sick. Like, I like this song. And then we just developed that one song into like a whole thing. And then I was, as time went on, we just made more and more music. And like, we just like developed as artists and like writers over time. And, um, I met my, what did you play in the band? What I was the you... lead singer and rhythm guitarist at, nice. at some points. Yeah. Um, until we got like a dedicated rhythm guitarist after a while, um, which was really useful. So I could just like focus on my stage presence and like focus on singing the songs. And yeah. it was, it was a lot more fun that way. Uh, it's definitely like what I like to do. And um, what kind of music were you all making, or what that that song at least? What kind of that song, dude? Like, since there were so many influences and so like so, like it was a band, so like everybody has like a different thing to offer. Mm-hmm. It turned into like jazz rock, and yeah. like it turned into like sick. a lot right, of other, that's yeah. right up my alley. Dude, I, I like actually that. loved I it. Like it that. was so sick. Like I learned, I lots, of, I got to learn a lot of like really cool like scales and chords from them, and like just like ideas for writing songs and shit like that just because like we'd all be together and be like all right let's make the intro like this the verse like this the bridge or the whatever mm-hmm. and let's you know let's make it you know how we envision it or how we all hear it and uh, so yeah. how does that transition into what you described to me earlier is like you said you sat in your room for a year and just like started making music on yeah. garage band like yeah. how does how does the quig turn into to what you're doing now so since they were all so when they found me, I was a year I was a year younger and they were a year older. So they graduated before I left, uh, before I graduated high school. So mm-hmm. we were all forced to break the band, and mm-hmm. um, like yeah, I just I didn't have any other options. My parents were telling me to go to school, and I I went to school for them, and I I hated it the entire time. And as I was in college, I was like telling my my bass player, who's like a brother a brother to me, like he showed me how to like produce music in the first place. I was telling him like, dude, like I need to get out of this. I need to make music. He was like, buy this stuff and like you can just start making music on your own in your room. And I was like, for real? And he was like, yeah, just buy this shit. And I'll, so I did it. I bought the equipment that I needed and got like, yeah, I just started to write song after song after song after song until I started to develop more of like a production style and a writing style and then like figured out what I want to like make out of my songs and mm-hmm. shit. But yeah, they helped me. They helped me a lot just by like, I like introducing me to like somebody that was producing already that I can like oversee and like learn how to like get the ropes and shit. And that's super helpful. Yeah, really, yeah. really great for 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 you to have like that support system like crazy. in your in the very beginning yeah, of no, your your creation to be of music. Able to be around, surrounded by like the right people, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we go a little bit more into music, um, I noticed you have the Egyptian flag in your Instagram bio. Are yeah. Are you yourself Egyptian or are your parents from? My parents from are Egypt? from Egypt. I'm Arab myself as well, since. It's, yeah it's you can speak arabic yeah i speak arabic fluently i was nice. raised muslim um and like my my parents are like my mom's from egypt sorry my mom's from france and then she moved to egypt mm-hmm. with her dad after her parents split 
and she met my dad in Egypt and they got married and eventually moved to Canada in Halifax and that's where they had me and I was born in Halifax and raised in Halifax and um yeah I went through that whole like I never like I didn't get like an air like, I didn't go through like an Arabic school and like mm-hmm. you know experience that type of well I did for a little bit but the, uh, well I was gonna kind of ask you about that like what something I like asking people of of like uh immigrant parents is like um like what what was growing up with that culture like in your household because yeah. like I'm sure growing up with Egyptian parents is much different than somebody growing up with uh like yeah. we when we had baby face on he had his parents are Haitian so like that yeah. influenced yeah. like how he grew up so I like how say. did that affect you yeah um like since I, like I, like I said I was raised Muslim so like my whole life until I moved out to Toronto and had like kind of like my own headspace to think I, I was Muslim and I was like I was practicing the religion and all this other stuff but I never really felt connected to the religion and um, unfortunately because my parents were very religious and like would push the religion on me it eventually led for me to just not be religious at all and um, it also like just made problems between me and my parents because mm-hmm. like oh like you know this kid isn't doing isn't doing what we want them to do and yeah like we we want them to fucking go to school and get a regular job and all these other things. But your, I was like, your normal traditional, you yeah, know, be a doctor, pathway. be a, li- a lawyer, some, some shit, some shit. And I was yeah. like, I don't want to do any of that. I want to be a musician. And, um, the whole time it was just like, it was very, it was, it was, I don't, I love my mom and dad. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, it was just like, it's just what they were raised with. So it was always like a very suppressed environment mm-hmm. and I never got to be myself. Um, like to moving to Toronto, not only, like helped you like with your music but also just Develop. i'm assuming personally yeah. just like as a as a person yeah, yourself no, quarantine quarantine is like a, such a blessing and a curse for me because now nowadays it's like all right like i'm kind of over it but before when quarantine first happened and i got like this house myself and like i was in this like i'm in this basement apartment and i got this just this whole room to myself where i control the energy i control the space and i control my thoughts completely That's and they can huge. they can roam as freely as they as i choose and like mm-hmm over time as I was like, just like sitting there and like asking myself all these questions and like having, having these questions to begin with, I was like realizing like, first of all, like the things that I've was the first, like the, the things that I was raised around have developed me into a person that I don't want to be. And the things that I actually value are these things. And like, it was a transitional period for me because I just like got to open up to my truest self. And I got to like, I got to like change my pronouns and be non-binary and understand that like I don't fuck with gender uh like gen- gender identity and shit like or not gender identity but like fuck with like yeah. gender norms yeah, societal gender norms, norms. Sorry. yeah yeah that's, and um that's great yeah. that honestly sounds like a like you know I it's awakening it's it's interesting <laughs> like I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day like 2020 I understand like at, at large in like the grand scheme of the world and since mm-hmm. in society it was pretty tumultuous but like yeah. I've, I've found that a lot of people have like had their own personal like positive experiences yeah, totally from agree. quarantine like I mean think about it we've been like going 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 our mm. entire life and then all of a sudden it's just like, just like yeah everything. yeah well that's great that's great to hear I like I like that you mentioned uh like you get to control the energy yeah. in the room no, that's, that's a like big thing dude like when I was living when you live with your parents and you live with other people in general like mm-hmm. you share that energy with them you know for and, sure and like their energy resonates throughout the entire the entire like uh environment yeah so you know, like if I'm sitting in my room and I hear my dad walk out of his walk out of his room, I'm counting the steps to see if he's going downstairs or to my sister's room or to my totally. room. Totally. And it's totally. fucked, you know what yeah. I mean? But nowadays, like I remember when I first moved out, like I, I was paranoid that like somebody was banging on the shower door telling me to get out. 
Yeah. But like, not, it, but like nowadays, I don't hear that anymore. Yeah. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like it takes a toll on you. Let's let's talk a little bit more about uh, Canada before we switch into the music. And I, I mean, this is just like a pure curiosity thing for me. Like, do, do you like living in Canada? Because like I like up until recently, I had this like image in my mind that Canada is like this utopia of like nice white folks but like yeah. the more that i learn about canada it's actually not really like that no. they also Can- have their own problems yeah. as the u.s does yeah. so canada's really good at disguising themselves as a good country mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because canada's like put themselves out there as a country that's welcoming to all immigrants and like all these other things you don't know that canada has uh, a three times like black canadians are three times more likely to be convicted for crimes mm-hmm. and like native people are treated like shit and their yep. environments and shit like that yeah. because shout out shout out justin he's the yeah. one who put me on to Just, this we, we, we have a friend who lives on a, a yeah, native reserve uh, oh nice oh, nice yeah? yeah yeah we yeah. have a friend who lives on a native reserve and he was telling me about some of that when he was uh in the u.s yeah dude i was talking with uh with three round the other day too apparently like like the way like the way they treat them is like they'll give them a huge check at like at an early early age because they're they're native uh, they're native americans living on like their land yeah and at a young age when you give them like this much money and you give them cheaper alcohol and cheaper cigarettes and all these other things yes. they're forcing a population to be just putting themselves in like a worse place and like it's so hard totally. to like yeah to like develop out of that yeah you know What's up, everybody? Uh, Clay from Soul Serum Podcast here. Just wanted to take a brief intermission here to say that we did have some technical difficulties on the back end of this podcast. I will take the blame on that. Um, We got Elko's audio perfectly. However, mine and Tanner's audio um, did not record very well. So I'm using camera audio. So that's why the audio doesn't sound great on the back half of the podcast. Um, sorry to Elko and sorry to our fans about that. I, I, I trust me. It, I, I hate, I hate the fact that the back half of this episode, the audio is kind of funky. Um, but mark my words, if this happens again in 2021, I will eat a piece of soul serum merchandise like uh werner herzog did when he ate that shoe i'm gonna do that but with uh with a soul serum t-shirt so i'll i will keep my word on that if the audio is fucked up ever again in 2021 okay besides the point uh go listen to the interview it's a great interview love you guys bye as a side note about mm-hmm. canada can you give us a few like underrated or underground artists from canada that you think are worth listening to mm-hmm. unless you don't have it off the top of my head i got homies that i think people should check out um a like he's a homie from halifax who's uh, a, a super talented super talented rapper and writer and singer um though he doesn't consider himself a singer um i think yeah he, he just dropped an album that i think is really really great nice as well as um yeah i mentioned caleb jacob um man i actually can't think of too many off the top of my head right now hold on can i even check with my phone yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like i feel like there's a, it's all good i feel like there's a few like there's, you, uh, there's definitely have you ever heard of drake with. Who? I never heard of him. It's like super underground Canadian artist. Man, Aubrey. uh, I don't know if (laughs) Aubrey. Aubrey (laughs) The fucking nerve. The audacity. Um, oh, three, four, seven, Aiden for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's been popping off. Yeah, he's from Toronto. Canadian. Yeah, he's from Toronto. Um, James Colts is also a super great artist. She's super talented. Um, who else? I'm trying to look through. 
like my Instagram just to see like who I see like first. Um, I feel like the Canadian music scene is not as uh, obviously in the U.S. is not as like yeah. No, I feel like I I feel like I like listen to a lot more like U.S. and and like other artists like that. I don't know a lot of uh, like I don't think I listen to too many Canadian artists. So I think I'm gonna go back home and like find some more Canadian artists (laughs) to be listening to. Because uh, yeah, no, I'm a little shamed. Speaking of Canadian artists, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's, Switching gears. Let's, let's talk about uh, some okay. of your music. So, okay. your latest release, uh, as far as full projects go, mm-hmm. is uh, "Love Love Is the Reason." Yes. It came out like at the end of October, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Um, can you talk to us a little bit, like, about what that album means to you personally? Because, like, I I have an opinion on what I think about that album, mm-hmm. but I, I'm curious to hear what, totally. what you have to say yeah. first. About um, it. So the way the album, like what the, what the album means to me is I wrote the album like within the span of like a year to a year and a half based on like a relationship that I was in. And um, I would write the songs like as like shit would happen. Cause it was just like, it was just, yeah, I don't know. It's a good outlet. Yeah. It was just, it just made it really easy to like express, express my energy at the time. And, um, the songs also just came off very like conversational that way with the writing where mm-hmm. it'd be like, I'd be, it was like, it was, it was, it was as if I was like bringing out all the thoughts that were in the back of my head to like forward. Anyways, the song, the, the whole album to me at the, like, as a general meant to like understand what relationships do to you and to like realize when like shit's fucking you over. And like also to know that like, it's okay not to be okay. And that these things happen to everybody, like including myself. And to different degrees too, you know, like some people like hurt more and hurt less, but like, it doesn't mean that they're not hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it's just like an ode to like, it's okay not to feel okay. And like, just, yeah, to fucking cut off like the shit that doesn't serve you because yeah. there's no need, like, yeah, there's never needed a place. The the way that I put it, I, I have it written here is I, I it, to me, the mm-hmm. album is us I'm going excited on to hear. a carousel of emotions yeah. based on previous romantic experiences. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so that's kind of an accurate. I'd thing. say so. Yeah. I, I was, I, I'm also just things, happy to hear your opinion because it's not because it's somebody else. <laughs> one, one thing also about the album that struck me was like, eh, once you told me you were 21, I was like, oh, for a 21 year old, you seem very self-aware of your emotions which i think is like an important like whether you know what happens after being self-aware is is you know another thing but like that's a really good first step in being able to deal with your emotions is being self-aware of it i'm a very emotional person like i can't i can't hide my emotions even if i tried so like i think i needed to understand my emotions if i wanted to even fucking get by because like if I was if I was cranky or pissed off, people would be like, "Why are you so cranky? Why are you so pissed off?" Like, I can't fucking explain it. Like, just leave right, me alone. Right, like, you know yeah. what I mean? It was just like I couldn't yeah. I couldn't hide whatever I was feeling. So like I had to be, I had to be fully open with how I was feeling most of the time. And like totally. a lot of the time, I didn't want to be because yeah. like I didn't know how because I didn't understand why I would. And then I, I was like, it's a it's a really personal album, and a lot of the 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 things that you're saying are like specific yeah in particular yeah so no they're that, like that things. makes sense that you were writing it as things would happen yeah no i wrote I, like the the intro line to drunken out of town was like i almost crashed driving yeah. and texting you is because i literally like i went home <laughs> as i like before but sorry before i showed up home i was driving home from college and i was in like an argument text with my ex-girlfriend at the time because she posted like a picture with a new guy and like we were like on some like terms where like 
oh, we should take a break and other things. But it was, she just wanted to break up. And like, we would, we didn't communicate that. And, uh -huh. you know, it just made things rough because of that. Been there. Right. Just, it's happened. It happens to everybody. It's just normal. It's just life. But um, <clears throat> yeah, like I was texting and driving her because we were in this conversation. I almost crashed on the highway and like ran to another car. And I was like, I almost crashed driving and texting you. <laughs> I wish I crashed because life is so shit without you. And I wrote it right there on the road too. I kept, like I still kept writing on my phone as I was driving like an idiot. This is um, an anti-texting. Yeah, please, 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 please don't, please don't drive and text. I say, I tell this story because like, just cause it relates to the song and I fuck with those first four bars. Yeah. Like not, not because texting and driving is a good thing. Like I don't like, I would not do that anymore if I, yeah, um, <laughs> if I had a car. Do you, do you think, well, you answered this a little bit, but, mm -hmm. but is, is, is making music like this, like cathartic to you, like totally. to work through your emotions, totally. like putting pen to paper? Totally. Yeah. No, like I can't even do it unless I'm feeling a little cathartic, honestly. Mm -hmm. Cause like it's, it's when, it's when those moments are like the most intense for me, for my, for me to feel my emotions. And I feel like I can verbalize and understand them the most just because yeah. of like, all the like angst and thoughts that you're having in those moments where you're like, man, like nobody gets me and all these other shit. And it's like, it may not be like that for all the time, but like you feel like that because of how like, it like serious or like how yeah. like hard it comes down on you sometimes, definitely. you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely. Tanner's an emotional guy. I'm I sure you, you, is that one of the I think, things I'm, like, that I think empathetic people you? are great. Like, is yeah. that, is that what stood out to Elko or what yeah. stood out about Elko's music to you is like the emotional. Yeah, I was just blown away. Like, I don't know. I like I was talking to Elko in the car last night, taking them back to the Airbnb. Yeah. Like I don't I'm not like Anthony Fantano where I can like yeah. break down songs yeah. and like give you the, these big words and descriptions. I, know what I just mean, know yeah. what sounds good and like yeah. what I connect yeah, to. Yeah, what you and, like. Like I forget it was I forget who sent me Elko's music to do a video for, but um I, mean, my, I heard uh, my man. Oh no, it was like John or like something like I don't Jared. Know. It was Jared, Jared from Jared. Dead Moon Group, which right? Is like an Overcast affiliate, but um, I got sent All Apart and uh, Selfish, which yeah. are two songs unreleased right yeah. now. Shoot a video for one of them. Yeah. Um, but I heard the Fall Apart song, and I was just like, like this is crazy. Like this Thank is like you. like. Thank you. It like it literally sounds like a movie. Like you're riding, Dude, thank a, you're you, riding, you're riding a park fast. Yeah, it feels like I'm flying. Okay, okay, that's yeah, that's a different yeah, song. No, 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 no it's no, a different no, song. Sorry. Yeah. No, my, my fault. Different song. This is unreleased. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about the unreleased. Yeah, the, yeah we're still yeah, shooting. Yeah, we're shooting yeah, the video for that song. I, I, I didn't. I had no idea who Elko was. Uh, and I heard I, all I, that's, but that's. That was the first song you heard. Yeah, that's what I kind of love about like the interesting Elko is like they sent they sent the music and I listened right away and I was hooked. You know, thank like, you. I didn't have to like because sometimes when I go to like like I like some people's music and then I'll go to like their social medias and like I'll see how like their personalities and stuff. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with you. No, no. Like, talk about like, other art, like artists. And yeah. Music, if I start like feeling them and like see what they're about, like if I don't hear their music first, like I might get turned off. But like no, I, I know got, what you mean. I got your music first. And I was just like, damn, like, I literally, like, I was just like, John's going to have a fucking field day. With this. <laughs> it sounds like a movie. Like, Thank like, you. I had like a picture, like, as soon as I heard it. Like, mm -hmm. It was like, it was like happening in your head. Like, in the build-up, <clears throat> in the crescendo. That means a lot to me. Then it like falling back off at the end, like, it just felt like. That means a lot to hear, man. Thank you, dude. Like, Tana, that's, that's an amazing segue, actually, because my literal next bullet point on this list is that. 
I, I think you have a skill that a lot of people, a lot of artists strive for, and that your music, I think, at times does really sound cinematic to me. Uh, Thank you. Like, Drunken Out of Town, I'm Falling Apart Fast, Feels Like I'm Flying, which I hadn't said out loud until now. There's a lot, there's a lot of syllables. There's a lot of, this is, this is a long-ass um, title. I originally just called that song Untitled. That's, and well, be- <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that, that it got Yeah, over me to too. To I like the title title. But, but yeah, I, I do too. I think a it's lot of different. Those, no, it is. It's it's like it's got its own character to it, sure. and it makes it stand out a little more. A lot of those songs have that cinematic um, feeling to them. And is that like something you're conscious of when you're choosing beats and recording, or is it like a natural side effect of of your you know artistry? Uh, I feel like I feel like it's um I feel like it's a little like half and half. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I definitely have like when I make a song, I have the intention to make it like. I want the intro to sound like this and I want it to lead into the verse like this and I want it to go into the chorus and this and this and like I have like you know like the sounds are like and the vision is like is, is there before I usually make a song or at least like as I'm making a song it'll 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 come to me um but originally like no like to me it was just like I would I was writing about what I was what I was feeling at the time mm-hmm. and it may it may come off really dramatic and it may come off really like like movie like and all these other things but it's also like I'm also a dramatic person and I like to make my, I like to, when I, when I hear songs, I like to hear those lyrics that make me go like, wow, like I like that. I like the way they're talking about this thing and this thing. So I was like really conscious of making like analogies and like, like, um, like points across the, across my writing where it was like, like, you know, like you can't do a because B or some shit like that or Mm -hmm. whatever. But, um, the cinematic effect. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. It just came. I, like, I hate to say it, but my life is a movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that. The, the shit that I went through when I was going through Love Was the Reason was like some of the hardest shit I've ever had to go through in my life. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's pretty. Re- that's reflecting in that in that album. I think so a, too. In a, in a good way, obviously. Yeah, and I don't know if I don't know if that's because like I just tell myself, oh, that was really hard, or if I just like understand what was going on like well enough to be able to. I mean, it's how, it. it's how you felt and perceived it. You're so right. it's really, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you're, you're allowed to yeah, make that yeah, call because yeah. it's your Because it's my feeling, perception you know? and yeah. I'm putting out that, I'm putting out my perspective so yeah. I can, I have that choice. You're right. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, one thing, I'm really happy we have you on the show because something that gets brought up like a lot on our show is this idea of genreless music, you know, yeah, and, totally. or genre bending per se. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I think your music falls into this area Thank you. pretty well. And we talked about a, this a little bit pre podcast, but you know, a lot of your music has these hip hop drums, these yeah. kicks, these, these 808s, whatever, mm-hmm. but your vocal style, your writing style, your tone lend it much more to that of like an emo or alternative rock style, pop style, maybe. Yeah. Um, do, are you like, is it really exciting as an artist, like to be making music in this moment where people can make like a, they're like, Ooh, I like this part of the panic at the disco. song, yeah. but I like this part of the NWA song or whatever. Is it, is it like really fun yeah, to, be able no, to like be allowed to make music? Like yeah, that? no, totally. Like when I first started making music, like, my whole life I was raised on um, like R&B and hip hop and like I grew up listening to like 808s and Heartbreaks and shit like that and like those those were like some of my main influences and like those were already like genre bending um, like hip hop albums or sorry that at least 808s and Heartbreaks mm-hmm. and um, over time I was just learning I was like 
listening to like Beyonce and like Tanisha and like a whole bunch of these other R&B artists. And I was like figuring out like what it meant to like sing like in a, a way that sounds like you're just expressing your feelings mm -hmm. and in this way that just like comes off like smooth. And I got to like take a lot of that in. I also listened to a lot of Arabic music because I was, you know, raised in a Muslim family. We listened to Arabic music and I got a lot of drum inspiration from there, but as most of my yeah, drum inspiration, of, uh, right? Side note, like, like, like tones and drumming styles from like Arabic or yeah. Eastern music, music. Like, yeah dude no this shit goes hard really this shit goes hard yeah, bro like yeah. I didn't like I didn't listen to a lot of Arabic music growing up because because I felt so distant from my family and the religion that I felt like I I felt like I, didn't, I felt like I couldn't right. to be honest I felt like I wasn't allowed not like not like they wouldn't let me but like morally like I just like it was like oh you don't you know you don't want to yeah and then I started like I was listening to more and more of it like as I grew up and like especially nowadays I listen to a, a bunch if I can and um <laughs> i just wish i was like more aware back then because i was like damn this should go hard as fuck bro <laughs> like these drum patterns and like the singing style and like all the diatonic scales and shit that they that they influence is like totally put into my music and like yeah man you ever you ever, you ever heard of king gizzard and the lizard wizard no okay, <laughs> that's a sick name <laughs> that's a sick name they're, they're like one of the only contemporary rock bands i listen okay. to and they do they have a couple of albums you gotta send me something. I will, I will. They have a couple albums where they do like microtonal stuff, so it's like, you know, the frets with yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. frets, and a lot of the drums oh. are kind of like this like Middle Eastern. That's Arabic. sick. I'll send you some. Yeah, please. Stuff. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, no, I'll check them out. Yeah, no, just uh, send me their album. Or whatever your favorite album by them. I will, I will. Uh, we got a little sidetracked there, but... That's no, okay. So, so you, but like, is that something you know, that you're conscious of when you're making your music is the fact that you're allowed to do. Yeah, no. Or, or... Uh, well, it's, I don't know if it's like something I'm conscious of because of like the influences I was raised with and like, like being in a family that was like, um, when, like in a white neighborhood, but we convinced ourselves that we weren't white. You know, it was like, I was like, I felt like I could just like throw everything at the wall yeah. and like not really feel guilty about it because I was like, you know what? Like I've, I, like, I know I fuck with this. So like, yeah. It's cool. Like if I if I make if I make a guitar beat and put like eighties like eighties hip hop drums over it and then start singing like about whatever I'm feeling at the time, you know what I mean? And like I'm like, oh well, I want to add more. I'm gonna add like a synth or some shit and like just like and like also having like other influences like EDM and like pop music and just like a whole bunch of other shit if I can just like to throw it onto the songs. Yeah, you know. Some, uh, shit yeah, working on. yeah, uh, I'm yeah. working on like a little hyper pop project that all of last year, and um, yeah, I was just showing some of the, some of the songs. Hyper pops, I guess it's the new wave, right? Dude, it hasn't quite. I feel like it hasn't quite nah. like, crested nah. yet. But no, it's no, like, it's definitely coming, it's dude. Like it's coming up, no, they're, they're, really there's a there was a New York Times article about hyper pop, so like. Oh, dude! Yeah, it's no, like it's it's like yeah. If you if you don't think hyperpop is a real thing by by now, like you're going to believe it is by next year or the For year sure. after that, because like the shit's only on an uphill, yeah. and there's only more and more artists that are coming out of it. I think I haven't found the right hyperpop artist. I need to send you some hyperpop yet. artists. Please do. Yeah, Please do. no, I will. I will. Bro, break, yeah, break, break is, like insane, insane. Oh, I think he, yeah, no, I think he's destined for it. I think it's already happening. Like, I was listening to break yesterday while I was, like, going back to my Airbnb just in the elevator. And I was like, 
I feel like a fucking badass listening to breaking sometimes, dude. Like, and the mixing and shit is so fucking sick. Just like the way that they would like transition from parts of the songs to other parts. It was like that's one of the craziest things to me about like the hyper pop sound. It's like the mixing about what like the technical aspects. Yeah, into those. About that because, yeah, like, it's fucked. Like, people are like, oh, you you just throw in a bunch of sounds, and it's like, oh, but, but, but like it kind of like, is like that. But but, but there's so much more. Sound cohesive, no, it's though, so much like, more. So much no, you de- you definitely need to know. And not sound like a clusterfuck of like your eardrums. Yeah, no, I've definitely heard a lot of like hyper pop. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely heard hyper pop like that, and it was just like. It's kind of cool, but like it's not the same as like the break-ins or the Eric Doas of hyper pop and shit like yeah, that. Sure. Eric, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eric Doas like fires the, fuck. Uh, yeah, Overcast just did that video with with him. And, yeah, uh, two thousand eight. Yeah, I actually, I actually thought that song was pretty fire. Dude, that I song is fucking crazy. Yeah. I actually listen to that song like all the time. Yeah. There's another song on that album called Plea. And that song is like, it's like an acoustic song that he did. And it sounds really cool. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to COA. Hip hop. Like, yeah. Like it's like very prominent in it. In most of the music that he makes. I noticed that too. Yeah. It's, it's fire. It's fire. Um, so this is something that I asked you about pre-podcast, if, if we could talk about it. Uh, it's something I think that's important to, yeah. to be said and, you know, discuss. Um, on your Instagram the other day, two days ago, when you were at the airport, people are sending in questions, true or false, and people are uh, sending in things, you know, you say true or false, and they're like, you're gay, you're bisexual. Yeah, asking and if you, I was, um, asking if I was, yeah. Yeah, or asking if you were. Um, and for those who don't know, you, you use they, them pronouns. Yeah, I'm a non, like I'm non-binary, non-binary. I use um, they, them. What is, can, I just think, I just, could you speak a little bit as somebody who has mm-hmm. like a following yeah. and who is non-binary, like, could you just speak on that a little bit and yeah. also speak on it, you know, thinking about any kids or any artists who also may be experiencing, you know, the criticism or like criticism okay. or even using they them pronouns being non-binary okay yeah uh well first of all on the non-binary pronouns like like the reason why i changed my pronouns is because like if i was to call you her Mm -hmm. or a woman it would make you probably feel a little uncomfortable you probably won't be too phased by it because it's like whatever but it is not but it's not correct it's not correct right exactly and um the reason why i changed them was because i remember growing up i felt like i had to be more of a boy to be around the boys and i felt like i could be myself around the girls and I found myself hanging out with girls more often. And I still hung out with like plenty. Like I still, it was an equal split because my parents were also like, don't hang out with girls and like all these other things. It was kind of stupid. But um, yeah, I remember just feeling really, really different from everybody else all the time. And I felt so like, so, so like it was like in my own world and like nobody understood me. Uh, and I found out that non-binary was a thing. And I found out how um, gender roles are just like a social construct where like, it's the same thing that keeps like men's nipples non-sexualized, but women's nipples sexualized. Yeah. And like they can't post shirtless pictures because it's fucking grotesque. When in yeah. reality, y'all are only the y'all are the same people keeping that in check, and y'all are the same people saying it's grotesque. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's it's stupid as fuck. So over time, I was like, once I realized I was, this was a thing, I was like, dude, like I feel like I'm part of like part of something, part of like yeah. a movement, part of like something I can uh, part of something that feels true to me and I can carry forward and like and be myself to the fullest and not have to worry about, oh, is what I'm doing too masculine or too feminine or not masculine enough or not feminine enough? At the, at the end of the day, 
I'm just me, yo. And like, I just want to do whatever I do unforgivably and unjudged. And like, like if people got questions, like I'll ask them, but like, if you're being arrogant, like I don't got time for you. You know what I mean? And um, I ain't got time to argue with people. It's 2021. I ain't got time to argue with people. Yeah, bro. If you think your opinion is more important than mine, then I already know that you have like a really shit mindset. You know what I mean? And it's not because my opinion is more important than yours. It's because you think your opinion is more important than mine and you don't think mine is real. You know what I mean? Um, Following on that uh, on that matter, going into like the people that were asking on the true or false questions, like, oh, are you gay or are you bi? I don't identify my sexuality at all because over time, over quarantine, I realized like I like I like both sexes. I realized I like men and uh, men and women, or females and males. And um, a lot of people would always ask like, oh, like are you are you gay? Are you bi? Are you pan? Are you whatever? And I was like, why do you fucking care so much? I was and like I had and like and it's like it's not even a fucking it's not even like involving you like who I love so like it's so like when I so when people would ask me like oh do you only love men or do you only love women or do you love do, do you love both or whatever it's like I love everybody and my love is infinite and you can't put it in a box you know what I mean and I think most people are like that I think honestly like I think <laughs> don't like in like this isn't supposed to be offensive but I think everybody's like secretly fucking buy and like secretly open yeah, to like no for real dude it's, like i'm so I'm, no it is it absolutely is so like some people can feel more attached to a certain sex than another but at the same time it's like you're not supposed to have a fucking opinion on it and police it yeah, or like yeah. even or even give a shit or have like or make it affect the, sh- the shit i had somebody on my youtube one time comment they're like this isn't like they're like i don't want this to like be offensive or personal and like that doesn't like first of all that doesn't negate what you're (laughs) what you're about to say all right it's good it's like if you're saying some personal it's still personal you dumbass anyway they were like is your written music about girls or boys like it's not going to change my opinion on you but i just want to know and i didn't reply right it is stupid i didn't reply to it exactly exactly i was like if it makes you feel connected to the girl that you're talking to that's sick if it makes this person feel connected to the guy you're talking to that's dope but it doesn't fucking matter if i'm talking about a girl or a guy in this song like correct me if i'm wrong but like you're probably not making music just for yourself like you're making music for other people i like to to connect to so i would hope so yeah no exactly like i'm like i'd make the music like in hopes to like feel better for myself so i can like continue to feel shit obviously yeah. otherwise i wouldn't know how to feel shit yeah. but at the same time i was I, I knew that like if i put these songs out maybe somebody else can hear this and feel the yeah. same way yeah. not expecting it but hoping yeah and like putting that energy putting that energy outwards yeah it's it's interesting because i remember when pre like post channel orange pre-blonde yeah ocean. yeah my um, favorite and i hate to like bring frank ocean no frank ocean is my favorite artist but, ever but <laughs> i remember he made a tumblr post because people were like assuming his sexuality yeah and you know assuming he's bisexual and gay this and that yeah and his post was basically just like i like i'm both i'm none i'm yeah i'm like like, i'm i'm me yo it's like it's not it's not gonna change how you look at it can't change how you look at me or it shouldn't and in some of his songs i think toe that line of androgyny totally like like, you don't know yeah huge influence to him so it's like is he talking about a woman yeah yeah i remember when i heard for ah. personal yeah i remember i heard forrest gump the first time and i was like oh wait uh, forrest gump's fucking crazy but i remember like uh, back then i was more conceited and i was like oh is he talking about a guy is frank ocean gay and i was like asking the asking these same questions and then after like the third listen i was like 
I just fuck with this. Like, yeah, this makes yeah, me yeah. feel like a certain way. And totally. like, regard, like I was like, it's like, it doesn't matter like how he it doesn't matter how he's talking about. It makes me feel this way. And like, and like, yeah. yeah. You know, recently who uh, has like been, I don't want to say facing scrutiny because that's not the right word, but uh, like the last two Tyler, the creator albums. Yeah. Where everybody's dissecting. Yeah. He's talking about kissing white boys and this and that. And that, and that. He's yeah. Like, it's, it's, also Tyler, it's also Tyler. It's also Tyler. Like, yeah. He be trolling and just like yeah. saying shit. Tyler definitely does that I'm shit sure, too. I'm sure Tyler <clears throat> does. I don't want to obviously, you know, assume well, anything about him. I'm, I'm sure he does have some sort of sexual attraction yeah, towards the sure. same sex. But like, it's so besides the point, though. Yeah. It's so Dude. Tyler. We love Tyler. Yeah, yeah man. Exactly. No, like, you fucked with Tyler before. There's no, like, yeah. just because that happens, like, doesn't mean you can't fuck with Tyler no you more. Know, he talked about, you know, having threesomes with pregnant women. Yeah. And now he's talking about kissing white boys. Yeah. And, you know, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, like, something that I heard about um, Tyler was that, like, Tyler hasn't come out and said openly that he's gay or something like that. And, like, in reality, it's, like, I like, some people will think that's homophobic or, like, something like that or there's some sort of like um some sort of like you know towards homophobia to not say your sexuality or to not pronounce your sexuality when going back to my point it's like it's not a fucking it's not like a factor that's supposed to impact your decision or like your listening experience you know what i mean and it's not supposed to impact how you view that person because you can't you don't know what they're going through and it's not in your fucking place because like if you like if let's put you in that position let's put you in their shoes now what are you gonna do you know what i mean a lot of Tyler fans are probably homophobic. No, they like, totally yeah, are, dude. Definitely. Yeah, bro. Like, he was like, going around slow, throwing the F slur and shit like that. Announcement like Michael Sam type shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it would, it would be like a bit way bigger deal than it should have should be. So like, I respect him for like. Just being open about it in the yeah, first place. He's o- he's I'm happy that like I, I was I was so happy to hear that he was just writing about it because like yeah. and I, like I never like I never I thought. That's the best way. To anyways, literally. Literally, I uh my this is the last point that we, we can make on this, but but uh my old roommate Patrick, shout out Patrick if you're listening, I love you. Um, <laughs> he's a gay man, and yeah. and people would always he's not very outwardly gay, and in, in I would say like a, a a quote unquote normal situation, Patrick's not very outwardly gay or Word. outwardly flamboyant. Mm-hmm. And people would be so fucking surprised to hear that he's gay and they'd be like well why didn't you tell me da, da, da. and he's like why should i tell you yeah what does it matter yeah it's like if, if I, I tell you straight up off the bat that i'm gay boom perspective yeah Already yeah you perceive me as somebody out. else and like you don't even know who like you don't like you're not even gonna get to know exactly. me for who i am even if you have the chance but because you have these opinions like, for you as an artist with a following to Obviously, a be clear with your fans mm-hmm. about it, just mm-hmm. because that's how you. Yeah, I, they also deserve know. that. They like yeah. uh, people. People deserve clarity, and like people deserve to like know, like to like know that other people like think differently, and like it's okay to think differently, and like if you have these same feelings deep down, like they're probably true, and yeah. it's okay. And it's probably gonna weed out some people that you wouldn't want listening to your music. Totally, anyway. totally, yeah. dude. When I changed my pronouns. I immediately noticed like the shift of people that were like, yeah, dude, immediately. The, like the shift of people that were like, oh, I don't understand. I don't fuck with this person anymore and I'm going to leave. Yeah, man. This shit like, dude. They, hey, fuck all of y'all. Fuck all of y'all. Homophobic motherfuckers. Ain't got no time. But no, that's like, it's, it just cuts the bullshit, bro. Yeah. It's like if, you, if, like, if you were listening to my music and you had that presumption, I didn't want you there in the first place. Ooh. You know? I didn't want you supporting that's me in at all. Period. period. <laughs> that's not a period. Let it bleed. <laughs> Well, I think we're reaching our time here. Um, is there anything else that 
we haven't like talked about that you want to say before we get out of here? Um, no, I don't think there's any like specific um things. But uh, if I could, if I could say uh, to stream my album like Levels of the Reason, yeah, yeah, go yeah, check yeah, it out yeah, yeah. and um, go check out the new single with Lil Lotus as well. Yeah. That should go hard as what, fuck. What per chance is uh, up next for Elko? Fuck yeah! I'm happy you asked. <laughs> um, so, uh, so as I've been, as I released "Love Was the Reason," I like I wrote "Love Was the Reason" when I was like 18 to 19. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an older album to me, um, and I've written like two albums since. So, okay. oh yeah. So okay. just expect some more projects okay. and more music in the soon. Heard that? Hell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard? You heard? <laughs> yeah, and videos. You know, so soon. I'm actually so excited. The shots that we were shooting yesterday, like I was looking back at them, like all look so fucking crazy. So it's gonna excited. be so sick, dude. Well, I guess we can close out this interview so we can go right. shoot some more videos. Fuck yeah. Actually. Fuck yeah. Um, so I want to remind everybody subscribe to us on YouTube, Soul Serum TV. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Join the Discord. Yeah. Follow Elko. Uh, are you what are you Elko? Is, yeah, at, is uh, at Elko is real on everything on from everything. Instagram to Snapchat to Twitter to all of it. Perfect. Yeah. Go stream the album. You already know the vibe. Yes, sir. I, as always, and will be for 2021. Your host Clay Bonin. <laughs> I'm your co-host Tanner Mavis. And I'm Elko. <laughs> it's cold. Let's get the fuck out of this room. <laughs>